Did you guys know there's a pretty important SCOTUS hearing this last week? Oh, really? Yeah. How much does a knee cost? <laughs> we will find you know, out. Or, or a kidney. No, no we aren't going kidney? that. No, that's Planned Parenthood. <laughs> we got this great... This great doctor uh, coming on in his second segment, uh, fantastic Dr. Smith, excited to talk to him about this whole his whole surgical medical facility stuff going on. Free Anyways, market medicine. Free market medicine. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy, and this is Pastor Josh Bells in no. the studio. Ring the is bell. Any, is anybody going to say anything about his sports jacket? Uh, no, no, because guess Josh. what? Josh. Josh. It's, Josh. It's a, oh, Thanks. Let me make that gist This go. is your fault. Yeah. Thanks. X lay on the. Okay. Yeah, they, so they, they've grown so accustomed uh, to this. Josh, that's one. <laughs> like, that's one, Josh. Okay. <laughs> Should I just leave now? No, no, you got you got three. But that's one. Oh, it, it's Christmas. It's the first uh, Sunday in December. And I always put the jacket on the first we Sunday. We noticed, in Gabe. Yeah. We noticed. So, you know, Merry Christmas, man. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's well, good. It's good. Okay. I, I look good in green and red. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Can you see green and red? <laughs> nope. Nope. Is that what this is? That's what I thought. <laughs> hey, Neil, is? have what? we not destroyed? I, oh, good. I'm also, I'm also got my Christmas shirt on, too, yeah. if you haven't, if you <clears> haven't <throat> seen this. You can get one of those with the Christian Christmas man box. That's right. You know? You become a club member, silver level and above, mm-hmm. or just, mm-hmm. just buy it if you're already a club member. You get, get yourself, these lovely. Get yourself a, a, you know, those, those camping nice. mugs and, oh. and, a, and a fresca punching bureaucrats tyrant's and, shirt. Wait, that says Merry Christmas. I mean, it's very Christmassy. Now, yeah. how many in the yeah. first few orders are actually going to get the two mugs? Because if you if you order... Uh, probably so, like three and that's it. What? So, no. We can do more if you guys want. Yeah, so let's, let's, call. Let's, let's get rid of let's them. Let's call. We got a whole bunch of other mugs. What did you say, Neil? That's our special later. That's our special. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I mess up the special. My bad. <laughs> Go ahead, Gabe. What are, so what are we promising here? I'm confused. We're getting mugs. Uh, We're getting uh, order now. Order now. And then you'll get a man box. It'll be like a I really think, great I man think box. for next Christmas, you should give away the sports jacket. Yes. Hey. Oh, man. Like, oh, that man. would be All super right. great. Everybody so, that joins gets put in a raffle. Dude. And we'll call your name. To get my sports jacket. we'll send you Gabe's uh, jacket. I'm sorry. I love this I like jacket that. too much. <laughs> You guys are trying to get rid of it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you, you might be on to something. I'll right? take that one away. You're back uh, at yes. zero. Back uh, zero. Uh, Confidence Coffee Supply provides organic coffee, freshly yes, roasted, sir. delivered to your door. This coffee is all about <laughs> sending and supporting missionaries to unreached areas. Try their Great Awakening Roast. Hey, that's get what, it? That's what, that's what get you it? got right there. It's, I'm awake. Uh, it's named after the first Great Awakening when God used the gospel preaching of Whitfield and Wesley. This coffee supports Christians who are boldly proclaiming the gospel and working together for the Great Commission. Amen. You can subscribe to get coffee delivered every month so you don't run out. <laughs> Use promo code <laughs> COFFEE. End quote. End and quote. get half off your End first quote. bag of coffee. Coffee that goes to building Christ's kingdom to the ends of the earth. Confidencecoffeesupply.com. I just want to say. You did sneak it in. This is this is lovely. We we sell coffee, and we actually have sponsors who also sell coffee. Yeah. It just shows you, Baptists, we can get along with you guys. Oh, See? what's up now? I'm just saying. What's up now? We're, we're what? ecumenical Presbyterians. Absolutely. Why are you being so mean to the Baptists? I'm not. I was loving. I'm saying we can get. They're mean to us. Are you saying they're being, they're cranky? No, I'm saying that we can't be members at their churches. Oh. All right. So they're. John oh. Bunyan. John Bunyan had an open communion policy. Yeah. Did he really? Yes, he did. Totally did. Hey, wow. Hey, so if you want to be as cool as John Bunyan, buy this coffee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's how we do it. I, I couldn't get past the uh, the Chiapas. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, just, I don't know. There you go. All right. 
<laughs> um, so the watershed SCOTUS hearing in uh, uh, Mississippi, Dobbs, Jackson, yeah, Dobbs, you yeah. know, case happened uh, this past week. Uh, I covered a little bit on my water break on a Thursday. I had a good lawyer to kind of talk through it all. Um, while the hearing was happening, though, uh, feminists were in the streets taking abortion pills. Okay, we get it. Okay, game. All right, you got it. You got it. You got, got it. it. And if, okay. you, if, you're, if you're listening to the show, just so you know, so the, there's these three guys on, on the screen who are you're hearing them chant, but they're taking something out of packaging that's labeled abortion pills, and they're taking out water bottles, and yeah. they're actually taking pills yeah. and drinking them down while they're chanting this. They're I mean, sacrificing to their god, right? There. Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was gonna say this is um, yeah, this is about as close to Mount Carmel I think as we get yep. these days. But these, right. are, these are the high priests of a false god. And they're having a worship service. Going up on top of the temple. Uh, you know, I just want to add to that. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this a little more in the third segment. But yeah. I just want to add that if, if these ladies were pregnant, and what mm-hmm. we just saw there is a public ex- execution. Right. Yeah. Public executions, regardless of how you feel about them, are inescapable. Yep. They are going to happen. Yep. And what we're just watching is a public execution. And so long it's as abortion is legal, right. we yep. will have those. And I'm sorry, guys. i gotta, I got to play two awful bi- videos in a row. I don't, here's, think, here's another, I don't think you're sorry. Here's another one from Whoopi. Do any of you men have any eggs or the possibility of carrying a fetus how dare you talk about what a fetus wants you have no idea now i'm i'm fine if you disagree with abortion i have no problem with that my problem comes when you tell me what i need to do with my doctor and my family how dare you how dare you how dare you wait first off how does she know I don't have eggs? Right, that's yeah. transphobic right like, there. That's right. super she, transphobic. She should be canceled for that. Right. Like, Seriously. Is, is J.K. Rowling, is, has she been canceled for anything less than what right. no, she just that's said? Right. No, that's exactly Second right. Second off is how does she know what a fetus wants? Right. Well, well you know. you know, I bet, I bet if the fetus had a choice, the baby, the baby had a choice, right. it'd be like, please don't murder me. <laughs> like, yeah. if you're going to give the, if you're really going to say what the fetus wants. Right. Well, and, and there's. Don't well, murder me. Ahead, fetus is, is the new black, apparently. Yeah, well, it's, it's the it's the new slave class. <clears throat> right? it's, it's I mean, mm. are you, why mm. are you gonna tell me to do what do with my property? Yeah. So how many people did it take to make the baby? That's true. So why is she only exclude? Why is she excluding the man from the process? Right. You don't get a baby, and, and just metaphysically, the way the guys designed the world, right? Woman was made for who? Man. Okay. Yeah. That's just just so you understand how this is supposed to work. Right. right. But that's patriarchal. She's creating a false dichotomy argument. Right. This right. is not a false no egg, no. Egg, take, eggs don't make babies. They don't make babies. Right? That's, that's you need good, both right. of these. That's, and that's, so you you don't get to make the man go away. Yeah. And the last point before we move on, um so Whoopi's problem is is that you don't you shouldn't tell her and her doctor what to do. But right. she I mean, she doesn't have a problem with the force of vax right now. Right. I mean like just in twenty five seconds. Mm-hmm. All the contradictions that she went through right here. That reminds me, this is like the spirit of Whoopi kind of did enter into the SCOTUS hearing a little bit. Yeah. Kind oh, of the, no. <laughs> no more ghosts. No. I've, I've seen enough ghosts in my whole life. As some of the arguments kind of just went insane. Um, yeah. uh, so, But this is Joy Reid uh, introducing, I think, one of the most insane arguments that Kavanaugh and the pro-life lawyer kind of agreed with. As I understand it, you're arguing that the Constitution's silent and therefore neutral on the question of abortion. In other words, that the Constitution's neither pro-life nor pro-choice on the question of abortion, but leaves 
the issue for the people of the states or perhaps Congress to resolve in the democratic process. Is that accurate? Right. We're saying it's left to the people, Your Honor. As usual, Brett Kavanaugh brings the most intellectually weak arguments to the debate, right? So his argument about neutrality is ridiculous on its face. You can't be neutral about rights. Either women have rights to their own bodies or they don't. They're- so real quick, uh, 100%, he's 100% right. Women don't, uh, 100% right about neutral. Nothing's neutral. Yeah, he gets the inescapable law. Inescapable yeah. law. Yeah. We agree with that. Yeah. That's, the, that's the one thing I agree with him in all this. But from here it goes downhill. Uh, and he starts redefining the terms of the, deba- of the debate right now. Right. He starts talking about women's rights. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not talking about the actual life, whether it should right. be alive or be killed. Right. And so he changes the distinction of the argument. And, and conservatives don't don't buy into this. Don't let the leftists define the terms of the debate here. Not a neutral position in there. You have to decide whether they have rights or not. Now we've already discussed about how his whole framework involves creating a right to a, fet- to a fetus in order to find this neutrality, a fetus that doesn't have rights, and I can prove that, again, legally. Well, I got... Well, sorry, we'll finish... We'll, we'll, You're we'll, not even we'll, sorry. We'll finish the, the rest of the video. Uh, a fetus doesn't have rights? Yeah, and he, he actually makes it earlier in the argument. What he says is that conservatives don't want to have... Uh, the babies put in the taxes. They want. They don't want to have them have education. They don't want to. So we don't. He's trying to make the point that we don't think they actually do have rights because we won't apply all those things across the board. Right. Um, that's that's a massive mistake. Well, the, yeah. I mean, you take that logic and say, well, what about a one year old? Right. Exactly. Well, S- but, same. Thing. But why is a black man talking about a f- baby don't have rights? I don't see race. Jim. Like, I mean, he would be a good Supreme Court justice Obviously, in the Dred Scott either, case. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Don't have rights. Then you point out the the other the other important point that 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 if we the whole point of a right I'm sure I heard it somewhere called inalienable right the whole point hmm. of a right is that it can't be taken away by state legislators on an ad hoc basis. Now hold on, I don't hold on, hold on. <laughs> there hey, you go, no. here you go. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. My head's exploding. How is he right and wrong all at the same time? In the, in the different. <laughs> he's he's absolutely right, but he forgets who gives those rights. Why are who they defined inalienable? Right? Inalienable from who? Yeah. God. What does he have to say about murder? What does he have to say about That's life? Right. Yeah. So you can't bite off. Look, if I remember there was a part of the debate in Doug Wilson with Christopher Hitchens. He talked. Uh, Doug asked Christopher Hitchens, if you're going to live in the worldview of Christianity, are you going to attack it? You have to buy into all of it. Yeah. So if yeah. you're going to buy into the part of inalienable rights, you have yeah. to buy into the part of who gave those rights and what are those rights for? Right. Right. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Gabe. To decide whether or not I have the right to vote or walk or breathe or marry or or have control over my body. That's not that's that's against the definition of a right. But there's a third thing that Kavanaugh is doing, and it's very important, I think, because it, it also goes to his whole personality from where I sit. He's trying to shift responsibility away from the Supreme Court towards mm. the states the supreme mm. court and we saw all summer the supreme court is very sensitive about losing its legitimacy as it does something that most people don't mm. want it to do right mm. and so kavanaugh is doing the work of trying to say no no no, no. it's not the supreme court taking away abortion rights it's mississippi it's texas right. it's tobin it's squee it's always somebody else with him it's never him it's never his job his institution to stop it 
I, I, I actually agree with him a lot with this, I and do. this is this really, really, really makes me mad because yeah. one of the things that <laughs> it really does. I don't like agreeing with this guy. Stop Look at his hair. Stop agreeing <laughs> with. Why do I want to agree with a guy with his hair looks like that? Um, well, you know, one of the things that Kavanaugh said in that is okay. I, I think of it like this: you don't play chess and use your king as a strategy to uh, to to lose him in order to win the game. <laughs> okay, and that's that, what that doesn't work. That doesn't work, right? right? But that's what he's doing. He to me. The, the the very idea and intention of the Constitution, by its very nature, is pro-life. I mean, here it is right here. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and, sec <clears throat> and secure the blessing of liberty to ourselves. Oh, and guess what? To our posterity. If we want them, that's the preamble. It, it says posterity. Okay. And so here's the thing, though. I know, I know, it's not in the. Con I know the preamble ain't the Constitution. I get that part. But this is telling us the whole intent and purpose that the document is even made. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. so that's that's number one. And if you want to look inside the Constitution, look at the Fourteenth Amendment. Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of those laws. Right. So if we want to talk about and have the debate over a person, I'm willing to have that debate. But don't tell me yeah. that the Constitution don't protect the whole idea of liberty right. is protecting life. Okay. I'm well, done. you think I'm about done. you I'm think done. about that with the, even with the First Amendment, like free get, speech. That is off. I'm gonna start throwing stuff around. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even want to talk about. Like what else? But you think about it. The whole every part of the 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 Ten Amendments uh, protect life. Free speech is protecting your life. Sure, giving that's that's your body, that's your speech, that's your sure. right. Sure. You know the fifth unreasonable search and seizures. That's protecting your life. I mean everything about it. Right? Yeah, you got me turned up. I can continue if you like. <laughs> if you like, I, yeah. but go ahead. Yeah. Well, turned. I think part of the. I mean, he, he's. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with him too. I know what he's doing. Right. Um, I get it. Um, at the same time, I think um, it's interesting that part of the conversation. So back to Kavanaugh's quote: the question he's asking the, and that's the the um, the lawyer for Mississippi. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, I mean, part of what it was argued, I believe, by uh, Scalia before he passed away, and then um, and then I think I believe that uh, um, Thomas yeah, but, yeah. Um, holds the view uh, again. Both pro arch pro lifers think abortion yeah. is an abomination. I mean, uh, you know, Clarence Thomas has written a minority opinion on every abortion case ever yeah. in which he has said this is an abomination, this is horrific, yeah. this is evil, yeah. and so on. Um, but I believe they both argued that the Constitution does not speak directly to abortion, including uh, right. Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think he Clarence might straddle uh, the line a little bit on and, that. And, and but I think but I think they argue that it, it's it's evil, but that it should be returned yeah. to the states. Yeah. I, I think I think mm, that's their, yeah. I think that's their stance. Mm. Um, part of the challenge goes back to the issue of slavery actually yeah. because at the time of the founding when these words were written at least not the 14th amendment of course but before right. that um you know right to life liberty the constitution insists on inalienable rights to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness while slavery is in existence and what was the issue personhood right and personhood and so that's why earlier with Whoopi saying hey well how, how dare you tell me what to do with my body yeah. and my fetus or whatever as if it's her property yep. yeah there's two people we're talking about yeah right <laughs> um I, I think it's it that is one of the things that creates a little bit of um ambiguity or at least a little bit of challenge there where yeah. it's like if you can pass the constitution you can you can um sign it and it goes into effect while there are states that are denying personhood to persons in their states then, then you've got there's some tension there. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think um, say that last part again, so I understand that. So while the Constitution goes into effect, yeah. everybody signs it and says, "Yeah, this is what we agree." Yeah. It, Except for slavery. 
Um, Separate and, cases and of the, slavery. And at the same time, yeah. some states deny rights of life to, yeah. to certain persons in their states. Yeah. Then there's, there's tension there's there. There's tension there. Right. Or um, what is meant by life here is a stipulated. It doesn't mean you know uh, from conception to, to death. It means life of persons as reckoned persons or you know or something you, like and that. And as, yeah. as Christians, what we do is recognize that that's inconsistent. Right. That well, is yes. contradictory. I, I want to yeah. hear kind of how you end this because I'm trying to figure out where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, but here's, here's the thing. So I think then, then you, but later on you've got the 14th Amendment. Which 13, is, which, 14, yeah. yeah where, where, you know, slavery is outlawed, uh, where, where personhood is guaranteed to citizens. Slavery is regulated, regulated, not outlawed. That's true, exactly. 13th <laughs> Amendment allows for slavery in prisons. Um, but it, it, you, your life can't be taken from you apart from due process of law. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, um, it must be, um, equally, uh, applied. There's equal protection clause in the 14th um, Amendment. Um, so, so some people will say, well, whatever, um, was vaguely, well, whatever was maybe ambiguous in the Constitution originally is clarified by the 14th Amendment. Which is as it, yeah right as it relates to slavery right but but they were also saying though as it relates to personhood personhood it's been so, defined so they're yeah. saying now uh, you cannot deprive any person and and you, and and you can't you can't stipulate a definition anymore all, okay. all, all, all persons are are um are recognized now the, the but I'm going to go back and run around the other end and basically say now I think the Constitution is pro life. Uh, despite the tension, despite the ambiguity with the slavery issue, and the reason for that is the Constitution assumed um, uh, Christian common law. Right. Yeah. Right. Christian common law is what the what the Constitution was built off of, and um, and going back centuries in in the Christian tradition, um, abortion, the intentional or reckless harming of preborn life, was right. considered a crime. Right. It was a crime against humanity, um, and I and I don't, think, I don't think the founders of our country could have conceived of the kind of bloodthirsty paganism that has uh, emerged with, with women chanting that, that, that abortion pills are, are essential to their freedom and taking them doing public executions. Right. Um, I, I mean, so I think it is a I think it is a pro life document. I think um, I think the, the 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 right thing to do would be for the Supreme Court to reverse Roe and 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 just say we were they were absolutely wrong, just like with Dred Scott. Right. Um, the right. the um, individuals have the right to freedom and the protection of, of their lives from conception on period. Yeah. Full right. stop. I'm afraid that's not what they're going to do. Uh, I'm they're going to split the fetus. I, I've. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's hey, that's. I think that's where their decision's going. References to Solomon for 300, That would not be wise (laughs) at all. But I mean, I do think that there's a, going to be a temptation. And I think what they, what they might do, the very, is is a very narrow ruling Uh where what they do is they actually uphold the Mississippi law. They let the Mississippi law stand without touching anything else. Yeah. Do you th- and then basically what they're doing is just sort of very very slightly expanding the definition of viability, yeah. which is what the standard has been since. That would be cowardly. Case. It would be absolutely cowardly. Yep. And, yeah. and I, while I'm generally good with incremental um, uh, like reformation, uh, I think that would be a bad increment. I would honestly rather them uh, um, um, reject the Mississippi law yeah. um, and make it clear than make it sort of ambiguous and hand a little tiny cookie. Um, right uh, to, to the pro-lifers. To the pro-lifers. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I think that would be unhelpful. Mm. Uh, but you know, I, I think you know. You know what? Let's not forget. This giant's going to fall. It is falling. This giant is going to fall. Is you can't be chanting that. It's going to turn into a clown the, car first. Yeah, but it's it's <laughs> it's going down because Christ owns this place. Amen, Amen to that. Doctor Keith Smith is coming up next. He's going to sell you an elbow, maybe a knee. <laughs> Repair, of course, of course. More cross politics coming up next. You don't want to miss this interview. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. 
Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight Laugh Beast Network. Did you know that more than 75% of those raised in evangelical, Presbyterian, and Reformed churches don't pursue any kind of Christian higher education? I want to know where they get that staff from. Surprising, isn't it? Cor- Cornerstone Work and Worldview Institute is seeking to provide new, exciting, and affordable options for Christians. Their mission is to build kingdom culture in the workplace by equipping students in a Trinitarian worldview. And vocational competencies. Imagine that, all those things together. Our low-cost, full-time program offers integrative course modules, internships, and mentoring so our students can finish debt-free with vocational preparation, a robust Mm. faith, and financial potential to build strong, godly families and homes rooted in their communities and churches long-term. The program is offered face-to-face in beautiful southern Illinois, or remotely, anywhere you are, visit their website at www.cornerstonework.org to find out more about enrolling. That was good, Toby. You like you that? Just, you were just re- that you was like looking smooth. at the camera that the whole time. Way, that's, somehow. That's, way to blow that game. We're just working <laughs> on new technology here in the studio. That was, I was just impressed. Hey, we're thankful to have with us on the show with us Dr. Keith Smith. Dr. Keith Smith is a board-certified anesthesiologist in private practice since 1990. In 1997, he co-founded the Surgery Center of Oklahoma, an outpatient surgery center in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, owned by over 40 of the top physicians and surgeons. Uh, it's in central Oklahoma. Dr. Smith serves as a medical director, CEO, and managing partner while maintaining an active anesthesia practice. In 2009, Dr. Smith launched a website displaying all-inclusive pricing for various surgical procedures, a move that has gained him and the facility national, even international attention. He must have got that pricing from Planned Parenthood or something. What? No, they sell body parts. <laughs> oh, he man. He okay. Oh, them. they sell body parts. Right. Okay, he, that's he, right. he repairs All right. them. All right. Yes. Many Canadians and uninsured Americans have been treated at his facility, taking advantage of the low and transparent pricing available. His most recent effort is the launch of the Free Market Medical Association, Ooh. which provides a platform where those seeking to obtain high-quality and affordable health care can find free market-minded providers, both physicians and facilities. Dr. Smith's revolutionary approach, like going back to the Revolutionary War, to the pricing of health care and uncompromising free market principles, has brought him on all kinds of shows and, and interviews, and now he's on CrossPolitik. Uh, Dr. Smith, thanks for joining us on CrossPolitik. Thanks for having me. So where did this idea come from? Where, 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 where did this originate? I said the Revolutionary War, but maybe it was even before that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a free market guy, and I I just thought, you know, why why in the world shouldn't everyone in my industry say this is what I do and this is what I charge for it, and have the market judge them um, either harshly or favorably? I mean, every other industry has to obey that market discipline. Yeah. Um, we had been involved 
in uh, in this medical industry as anesthesiologists. Dr. Steve Lantier and I, you know, were part of the part of the cartel. Uh, enabling hospitals uh, in their financial homicide of patients, oh, and we ouch. just we just knew it wasn't right. Yeah. And so, as a, as a proponent of the free market, I felt like you know to be philosophically and ethically consistent, I needed to obey the same discipline all of my friends who were in other industries had to obey. So, in, in 2009, I just put all of our prices online. Uh, I knew that there was a lot of there were a lot of things wrong uh, with with the way the industry worked, and you know, saying here's what we do and here's what we charge for it might help expose uh, some of the mercenaries and thieves in the industry. And wow. I'd argue that that has been successful. So uh, that's my next question, Doctor Smith. Was so you started you know you put your prices online in two thousand nine. <laughs> Um, you've been going for so twelve years at that now. Um, what's the what's the fallout been? Is it is it has it is it been successful? Yeah, it's been wildly successful. I like to tell everyone that you know right after I launched the website, um, there were many things that happened that were <laughs> that I did not forecast. The most uh, radical of which was that the Canadians were the first patients to arrive. Whoa! <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> of course they so, are. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, these, they all have coverage, whatever the heck that means, uh, but they just don't, they don't have access to the care that so many of them require. So, wow. you know, we, we met Canadians who, we could do a whole other interview on this, that would inexplicably defend the system that had chased them all the way to Oklahoma. So, wow. uh, I learned, that Stockholm I learned syndrome. To, <laughs> it's Stockholm syndrome, that's yeah. exactly what it is. <laughs> So I, yeah, I learned to never have that conversation with a Canadian and just to, you know, give them the care that otherwise they've been denied. Wow. Um, but it's been a wild success. We've treated patients from all 50 states now. Um, on many days, I'll, you know, I'll walk through pre-op and introduce myself to all the patients, and there might be one patient from Oklahoma. There might not be one patient from Oklahoma. Okay. So it's a... Uh, it, it's, uh, movement that's been very successful. There are others that have copied us, okay. uh, and that's, that is vindicating. And, and perhaps the most exciting thing is the price gougers, the mercenaries out there, are feeling the heat. They're feeling this market pressure, particularly in the Oklahoma City area, and they are starting to step up to the plate. We receive requests for procedures we can't appropriately perform in our outpatient procedure that are strictly inpatient procedures. Okay. And it is it is commonplace now. I'll reach out to a hospital administrator and ask them, you know, do you, do you want to help this patient from Florida um, who otherwise is facing bankruptcy? And they come up with good pricing, and I bundle it all up and quote the patient or their self-funded employer a price, mm -hmm. and these people travel to Oklahoma and receive their care at price gouging hospitals that tried to put me out of business when I first launched this website. <laughs> so every everybody's kind of coming around and feeling the heat, and that's what the market does. It makes everybody behave, or it crushes them. So, so I'm, it's you, very exciting. I'm I'm optimistic. That's great. Um, do, so you use the term financial homicide. Um, when you're talking about, uh, like, define that. Describe what what are the hospitals doing 
where where that's such a strong verbiage that you're using? Well, um, when we launched our website, um, our prices were created de novo. I just asked the surgeon, how much do you want uh, for a tonsillectomy or, you know, gallbladder removal? And as an anesthesiologist, I built for my time. I had to come up with a, you know, a fee per hour that I thought was reasonable and fair. Yep. And that the market looks for. And then the surgery center, I price our service based on time and materials, just like anybody else would in a business. And yeah. So when I came up with these prices, de novo, I had no idea where I really stood um, in the grand scheme of things. But it turned out that these so-called not-for-profit hospitals were charging patients 10 times what I posted online. Wow. And they, and they would break people's kneecaps to get it. So what, the worst thing, though, is not that they charge so much. It's that none of these charges are revealed to patients ahead of time. So, yeah. you know, somebody, somebody receives a bill after they receive the service with no idea uh, that they are going to be plunged into bankruptcy. Uh, so I, I told my friend Tony Dale, who runs the cost-sharing ministry, Severa, one time that I, I realized I was – Part of the team of financial serial killers, uh-huh. and so when I say when I say financial homicide, I mean people were people's lives and uh, their financial situations been destroyed countless times. And, and there's some real heroes out there that are helping with this. One is my friend Marty McCary at Johns Hopkins, who has just gone on a mission to help patients that are in that situation. Uh, I. If you're not familiar with him, both of his books are, are just outstanding. Where he he's, you know, he basically tells the stories of patients who are uh, the kind of victims I'm describing. Hey, Dr. Smith, this is this is Chocolate Knox. I wanted to ask you, you know, as you're talking, some of the things that are going through my mind is. Um, Growing up, we've only known one kind of medical situation. This sounds very foreign to a lot of people. And so when you start talking about, I'm looking at your website right now. I'm looking at Achilles Repair is $5,730. <laughs> and and I didn't even know that's how much my Achilles was worth. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm going on your site and there, there's nothing I've seen that's over 10K, just scrolling quickly through everything. Everything is it's it's amazing how affordable this is. How much is ibuprofen that yeah. you're? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but one of the, I, I can see right now a lot of people naturally are thinking, what is the? There seems like in the institutions and in the industry, there's a certain type of protection that if something goes wrong or we don't like it, that we have an appeals, we know we're going to be taken care of. What is the quality of? Um, your Achilles what, surgery. What we whatever. see inside yeah. of the pricing. Are we missing any quality? Is the be- quality better? How can wh- What can you say to help people trust that this system that you're doing is ultimately not just a financially secure system, but also a very healthy and safe system? Well, the answer is, um, is a bit counterintuitive uh, to understand how to wrap your mind around the quality. Uh, one has to understand why prices are high. Mm. If you look at a place, if you look at an area like Wisconsin, uh, where the prices are as high as anywhere in the country, the reason those prices are high is that there's no competition. If there were any competition at all, the prices would do what prices do. When there is competition, they would tend to fall. 
So wherever you see high prices, that just means nobody is in there mixing it up. Where you see lower prices, that means competition is present. Put yourself in the shoes of a hospital that doesn't have any competitors. They don't have to be any good. Wow. They can be horrible and still rely on all of the referrals coming in. Facts. So the counterintuitive answer is the lower the price, in all likelihood, the higher the quality. My friend Jeff Rice, who founded Healthcare Blue Book, has backed me up on this and has done uh, very in-depth quality studies. And with, with no exceptions, the lower the price someone finds, actually the higher the quality so the person might say, well, you've got what you pay for. Well, not exactly. Uh, in a functioning market, that can be true. But this is not a functioning market. This is a an industry that works like a cartel that's enabled by Uncle Sam, who drives the getaway car away from every heist that happens. <laughs> so uh, quality quality is wow. uh, is determined by a lot of factors. It's very difficult to measure. It's very difficult to objectify. But what I tell patients is, you know, we stand behind what we do. Um, if something goes wrong, then we will help you get through it and promise that by the, you know when it when everything all the dust settles, you uh, will still feel like this was a mutually beneficial exchange. I, I suggest everybody goes to the website, surgerycenterok.com. This is amazing. I'm looking at prices for you. I finally found something that was over 10K. It was a breast reconstruction surgery. I, I don't think I'm going to need one of those. Right. Uh, but it's true. It's, <laughs> uh, true. You're it's, not. I find, but it's still, I mean, it's still amazing looking at this. A knee. A wait, knee. wait. Doctor, you do trans surgeries? Do we do what now? <laughs> do you do transgendered surgeries? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely not. I mean, that, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> how, do I, how do I say this again? No. Hey, I do no. know he does knee surgeries for $3,700. He, he could take he, out my knee and, did, and then replace it. Shoulder surgeries for $5,700. Gabe, he actually fixes people. He actually yeah. heals people. Amen. He doesn't destroy their bodies. Oh, a right. wrist, $4,300. Yeah, Fix your wrist for $4,300. <laughs> Keep in mind, all of our prices are all-inclusive. Oh. So that includes surgeon, anesthesia, and facility. Okay, that, so I- That's not just the facility. And, you know, some people are paying twelve or $1,500 a month for insurance with a five or $7,000 deductible. So, you know, they're, they're going to have $18,000 come out of their pocket, you know, to cover, you know, whatever silly insurance they're buying. Wow. I mean, they're... Right. There are not very many procedures on our entire website that cannot be purchased for one year's one year premium. Wow. So, so how? I'm, maybe I'm being nosy here, Doc. But how do y'all make any money? <laughs> we are making money, and that's that's the real that's the real crazy part of this. I mean, at thirty seven hundred and forty dollars, which is what we charge for a knee arthroscopy, the surgeon is paid a handsome fee. In fact. On all of our fees, the surgeons are paid more than any of the insurance companies typically pay them. Oh, wow. But I'm just here to tell you, we have not raised, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to say we've raised five prices since I started quoting over the phone in 1997. Wow. 
So all of the prices are exactly the same, with just a handful of exceptions. They're all the same. Wow. It's what I quoted over the phone in 1997, and of course the same as what we posted online in 2009. I've lowered quite a few. Wow. So There are several prices we've lowered. So uh, I'm, I mean, the cost of our supplies is going up yeah. thanks to uh, the Federal Reserve and the government just not being able to spend money they don't have. Right. But, but I'm considering for the very first time this coming October a generalized price increase because of supplies going up. But I haven't done it for 25 years. Oh my goodness! So, 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 Doc, I'm sorry, Gabe. Yeah. So, you guys remember a long time ago we had this doctor on from actually Southern Idaho. Right. He wrote yes. a book on kind of the financial um, uh, shift in what's happened in our medical world right. um, over the last thirty years. And I believe back in kind of net, speaking of like net present value dollars, back in like the seventies, it would cost or sixties it would cost about five to eight hundred dollars to have a baby in the hospital. Okay. And now it costs you know ten to. <laughs> Yeah. Fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars to have a baby. Depending on eat the steak that they bring in, you in, to in the yeah. hospital. Right. Net, net present comparing. Right. Saying so. All right. If we're using the same dollar value in in sixties, seventies, is about eight hundred dollars to have a baby in the hospital. Now it has cost eighteen thousand dollars. What it what your surgical center is effectively done has reversed that trend. So um, mm. I I think the hospital costs have basically gone up over over um, was it like fifteen hundred percent since the seventies. And and so well, hospital costs keep going up and up, and your surgical center's not going up and up. Why, why is that happening? Well, let's be careful to distinguish between price and cost. Right. Because what hospitals are charging is what, frankly, mm. they can get away with. Wow. What it costs them <laughs> to take care of patients is not significantly different. Wow. But for all of the bashing that the price gougers serve, uh, whether it's Big Pharma, whether it's the hospitals, the insurance companies, they, they all deserve to be bashed. But it's just it's so important to remember none of these scams is possible without the enabling mm. of the federal government. Mm. The real evil player in this whole thing is Uncle Sam. And like I said, he gets a commission on every one of these heists because these people have paid for these favors at an auction in D.C., uh, with not with our interests in mind. So uh, just be careful to distinguish between what it actually costs the hospital versus what they're yeah. charging can, for it. Because what they're charging for it is insane. Keith, can you connect the dots that you, what you just said there about paying uh, high prices at an auction in Washington, D.C.? How, how, how is it that these hospitals are, I mean, how, how is Uncle Sam getting this cut? Well, keep in mind that the medical lobby is larger than all of the other lobbies combined, including defense. Wow. So... There is so much money that is passed around in D.C. Uh, that, you know, the legislators, you know, whose bread I eat, his song I sing. <laughs> you know, they're, they're being paid um, to do what they're told. Wow. This, this is a gigantic lobby, uh, and they get what they want. And they get what they want through Medicare rates. Uh, they get what they want uh, through these schemes that help them maintain the fiction of their not-for-profit status where they have these $100,000 charges that a 
insurance company reduces down to twenty thousand, so they claim they lost eighty thousand. Right. That's how they red ink. That's how they red ink and paper over all the money they're making. Right. And at the same time, the hospitals say they're going broke. Somehow they come up with money for Super Bowl ads and buying physician practices <laughs> and buying out competitors. And, you know, there's now. a there's a yeah, there's a crane in front of every emergency room that's supposedly break bankrupting them. I mean, who who builds on to their loss leader? <laughs> so when you when you pick through all the lies, you realize you know, they paid a lot of money um, at what it's just simply an auction, the political process that allows these people to to clean our car. Surgerycenterok.com. I hope you go to it. I hope you tell everybody about it. Keith, one last question before we go. We're a political show, a Christian political show. I want to know what is the legislation right now that you're looking at, that you're paying attention to, that could have massive effects on what you do? Well, you know, the, the government has decided that, uh, and the legislators have decided it's politically correct and wonderful to get involved in the price transparency movement. Uh, and, you know, the thing you should worry most about is when somebody from the government says they're coming to help you. Right. Amen. So I, as as the government gets more involved with mandates of all kinds, including mandating price transparency, I think people should grab their wallet and be very, very skeptical. Um, it, it will not – that will not turn out well. Uh, so, uh, you know, I – Whenever the government attempts to hamstring the free market, that's always worrisome. But I frankly worry more when somebody tells me they want to help out. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Keith Smith, Doc, thank you so much for joining us on Cross Politics. SurgeryCenterOK.com. Get on there. Find you a knee. <laughs> For Christmas. <laughs> this is Cross Politics. More coming up next. I, I got I got two news. <laughs> yeah, you might need another one. Don't hurt to have one in the freezer, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what can you do to help encourage your family's purity in this digital age? Introducing Accountable to You, software for all of the major operating systems that facilitates openness, transparency, and integrity between individuals and families through comprehensive, easy-to-read reporting. How does it work? Simply install Accountable to You on your laptops, desktops, and mobile devices. Then set an accountability partner for each device. For example, you might want to be the accountability partner for your kids while setting your devices to report to your spouse or someone in your church. Accountability partners will then receive daily or weekly reports on device activity. Our sophisticated system can also send instant text alerts if something objectionable is detected, so partners can check in immediately. Learn more by visiting our website today, www.accountable2u.com. Man, I want that doctor to do surgery on me, <laughs> replace my knees. When I get older, knees, you know. Whatever. We will, we will take you, know. you there, Gabe, and we will drop you off. I wonder, did he replace the bicep of a, what's his <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, does he do new biceps? Because there's a we yeah, might be able to make a connection for him. Yeah. Too soon. Yeah. Too, soon. All right. All right. Too soon. Too soon. You know, we, we didn't mention this on the show, but actually, the Free Market Medical Association is also something you ought to check out because there's there's chapters all over the country. Okay. So there are other doctors, and I don't know if there's other surgery centers as well that are trying to duplicate what he's doing. I mean, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I was excited. Like when you're listening to what he's doing, like yeah, this is like Samaritan Ministries. Yeah, that's yeah. what like, I was thinking like, about. It's like you're there. This is actually what Christian warfare looks like. Yes. Like they're they're going after the giant of big pharma. Mm. Yeah. And yep. and you know socialized medicine mm-hmm. and they're and they're doing it through building a better product. Yeah, that's right. Like that's we right. can make it better and we'll beat you doing it. Um, I wonder if Samaritan I, Ministries I and these guys can get connected so that I'm really, sure they are that I'm way because sure you know he listen. mentioned he mentioned one of the other Samaritan Ministries competitors. So oh, okay. He mentioned the CEO they started with, so he sense, knows about though. all this stuff. It would make sense. F- he knows about org Free Market yeah. Medical Association. Check this out. Hey, this segment's brought to you by Bobo Construction. By the way, I love my new Bobo Construction <laughs> hat. It's my new favorite hat. <laughs> it's a good hat. It's, yeah, it's, I like it's it. just, I mean, you know, I love comfortable. It's got some. It's got the camo. Yeah, it's just it's just comfortable. I love I love my new. I love my no um, how, be careful on the golf cart that's what I love <laughs> It was your yeah, note was right here. For, oh, I still got it. Still got right it. No, yeah. still right here. It's right there. Be careful on a golf cart. It's just, it's just, it's just a good. It's just a good general yeah. you know, recommendation for Knox. Yeah. Wisdom. You know, That's wisdom. loving your neighbor yeah. right there. Christians need to start oh. thinking about doing business with fellow Christians. Amen. No, this isn't a plug for our FLF business listing, but <laughs> it could be. Check that out too. <laughs> this is a plug for Bobo Construction Inc. <laughs> Are you? D- <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Are you a developer, architect, or project manager? If so, I have a Christian commercial construction company you should be partnering with. Sorry. Cool. Do, that all over again? Yeah. Do, do we need to Bobo start over? Bobo Construction is a fourth-generation, family-owned genera- general contractor that was founded back in 1962. That's mm. what we do. Their motto wow. is, whatever is fair and right, that's what we do. The Bobo Construction Inc. headquarters is in Sacramento County, California, and they are defying vaccine mandates. My people. There you go. Bobo Construction Inc. Austin. has recently expanded into Idaho and eastern Washington with offices in Meridian. I love that it. By you guys, I love right? it. Boise yeah. area. Port yeah. Yeah. And is in yeah. search of potential partners to wage war on tyranny. They can do any commercial project from... Zero to eighty million dollars. I need stopping at eighty. Eighty? Why, why would you stop they, there? They got eighty-one that. million faith. What is what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> Talk to them. So, some of their past projects include retail office buildings, schools, colleges, sustainable construction, and industrial facilities. To learn more about Bobo Construction Inc., visit them at Bobo Construction Inc. Inc. dot com. You can also contact Austin Bobo at a Bobo. B-O-B-O, at BoboConstructionInc.com, or call him at 208-789-0995. Sorry, totally botching your ad. But, <laughs> uh, you know, anyways. Pastor Josh is sitting That's over funny. here. Oh, Josh! Hey! Hey, you're not done Time yet. to introduce Josh, finally. Um, Josh is the pastor of the well Church. No S. No, it's not the wells. Yeah. No. It's the well. The well. And we're doing well. Because there's only like one a, well. In like John 4 well. The well. Okay. There's only well, one well. Yeah. Okay. Worshiping in spirit and truth. Yeah, right. nice. And in Boise, Idaho. In Boise. Yes. Um, married to Monica? Yeah. For 21 years? 21 Ooh. years. Yep. Nice. Um, Y'all, marriage can drink. Yeah. Well, look at that. <laughs> we're a, entering into adulthood finally. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Three sons. Yep. Baptized? They are, yeah. And my oldest, Josiah, we're, we're here 
in Moscow because he's you know trying to get in with NSA. So okay. Okay. checking out New St. Andrews. Okay, and been pastor of the well since 2010. You love all things Jonathan Edwards. Yes, all right. preach, preach, at, and yes. and the Puritans. Yes, um, very good. Well, it's great to have you, Josh. Thanks for yeah, being brave enough to. Sit next to Gabe. <laughs> yeah, well, Especially it's, during Christmas. It's, the sh- it's the sports jacket, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, see, now you're back in it again. <laughs> we talked about this the first Thank second. you for no, talking about my jacket. You, you have amnesia. We're giving it away. Yes. Well, it won't be here next year, I'll tell you that. So you're sitting here with your Bible open, man. And I watched you like in the interview. I watched you during the first part of the segment. And you've just been paging, turning, and finding stuff. What are you doing over there? Well, when we were watching that segment on the women eating the abortion pills... That verse in Proverbs 8 where, where the pre-incarnate Christ says, all who hate me love death. 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 Yeah. Just worshiping death. Mm. I mean, um, I mean, is there any, is there any more evidence that you need that we live in a culture of death and, mm. and hatred of God than that right there? I mean, that was, that was sick. That was, yeah. Mm. yeah. Execution. And, and then you got a, I want, that piece of paper was blank. When you walked in here, well, it was only half blank. He was writing his sermon. Yeah, yeah. Are you, yeah, are you really? You no, 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 are you that bored that no, you no, need no, to write no. a sermon? No, no. Can I, so I just I want to I want to start here. I want to ask you. So are, are you pro or anti death penalty? Where are you at? Oh, the Bible is the Bible is very clear on this issue in Genesis nine. Like, okay, um, I, I think it's unequivocal. So you don't? Do you think uh, I want to? We want to talk about this, but do you think that when some of the people make the argument from well in the New Testament with the gospel, Jesus kind of. Er- erases everything in the Old Testament. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't hold so that. So you and Andy Stanley are gonna have it out as soon as y'all That's see right. each other. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, no I don't believe in unhitching the Old okay. Testament. Okay. From the and so the reason I'm asking, the reason I want to talk about this is that this week, um, this past week, I think it was Monday, I was on Jason Whitlock's show. We're talking about the Daryl Brooks situation, uh-huh. and usually I'm aware enough to know. Is Daryl Brooks the name of the SUV? I think it was Dodge. They don't want that oh. to be today. Oh. But, but anyway, that, yeah, that's right. For real, the car that. So, if you don't remember, Daryl Brooks was the guy in uh, Waukesha who actually drove his SUV through a Christmas parade, killed six people, grandmothers, children, and wounded over forty people. Right, Um, and 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 what was it? The week before, and the week before, he had tried to run over his his girlfriend. Yes, his his girlfriend, and, and he beat her. Yeah. He beat her and tried to run over. And right. so I had yeah. just, you know, for the most part, I'm aware of where I'm at. I try not to unintentionally step on people's toes. You don't, you don't want to poke somebody <laughs> in the eye, you know, unintentionally. Yeah, what is it? I can't remember who says it, but a gentleman doesn't unintentionally offend someone. Yeah, he intentionally right. does it. Yeah, right. And, well, I unintentionally stepped on some toes, and I didn't know that I did. Um, when I said that I thought Daryl Brooks should actually have the death penalty way before now, and he wouldn't have harmed yeah. all the people that he currently harmed. Right. And I said it twice, and, and Jason kind of said, you know, I'm not a death penalty guy because we make so many mistakes mm. um, with actually killing innocent folks. So I, I don't want to take that risk. Why should I become a pro death penalty guy? And um, my and so, but I'll tell you what I said later. My point is, is that I didn't know, and I had to go do a little more research. How little conservatives or Christians are even anti death penalty, and I didn't. I just assumed, you know, that of course we're Pro death penalty because that's what God says in His Word to be. Right, and I was just and so it began to make me think. You know, what are it's starting to make sense now why we have the abortion stuff that we have in such Mm -hmm. rapid stages, 
and why we have Daryl Brooks and why we have the social justice movement and why we have our cities burning down. Because if you don't have a, a strong conviction on the word of God when he tells you to do something like implement the death penalty so that wicked men right. will fear a, a righteous ruler and suppress wickedness, it literally suppresses it. And and it it removes the effect of judgment from your land. Right. So your land actually gets tainted with blood, right. blood guilt, because you don't execute people who take human life. How ironic that we live in a culture where evangelicals at large are quoting Romans thirteen <laughs> in order to that's right you know implement yeah. tyranny. It's a it's a and, it's a foam sword. And, uh, and that's that's where I was going. Like, what sword is Caesar using here? Yeah. It's a foam sword. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. what is he supposed to do with that sword? Just, that's right. Just lightly tap people on the shoulder and say, "We're knighting people." Yeah. Right. No. Well, and I was trying to figure out. You know, so I I was doing a little research trying to figure out. Okay, if it's true that um, the death penalty that God requires us to. I mean, there's. Um, I think I was reading through it. it when I looked at murders in America. It, um, I, oh, I can't remember. Gabe, do you have that sheet? Pull, pull, pull up that. Pull up, pull up, yeah, yeah. Because I know you look at a verse. But yeah, I, right. um, the person who made me think through this a little clearer was Jarrett Longshore. Okay. And Jarrett Longshore uh, made a point that um, if you look at the amount of murders we have in America. Now, this is really interesting because the death penalty just isn't over murder. The death penalty can actually be over striking your parents, right? Like mm-hmm. biblically, the death penalty can be yeah. over rape, right? Right. Incest. The death penalty can be over man stealing. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. The, the, Sex the Bible, with animals. The, the uh, Leviticus the eighteen. Capital punishment, death penalty, is only required in first degree murder. Right. That's that's right. when it's required by God. Right. But it is a maximum penalty for other crimes. Absolutely. Um, I, and I would even say, depend. Well, I would say Leviticus eighteen is one of those. Other yeah. crimes? Uh, no, is mandatory. <laughs> you, you, you don't get a. You don't get to have sex with animals. <laughs> Anybody who's going to that point having sex with animals, they are bad for your society, right? Um. Anyway, so I start. Go, go, are you going to say? I'll, I'll let you have it. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I you aren't going to argue about that. <laughs> I already said what I thought. Yeah. But <clears throat> but so as you look, I, I was looking at this, and since 1973 up until now. We have only put to death 15,050 or 60 uh, murderers. Mm -hmm. Now, this is just dealing with murder. This is not dealing with – I would put to death a man who decides to take the virginity of a woman and rape her. He deserves to have the death penalty, Mm -hmm. right? That's just – so we're not even putting in rapes in this category. Mm -hmm. This is just murders. But we've had – what's the number – I wanted to – so since 1973 all the way up to now – 1,500 people have been put to death by the government, by the government yeah. through execution. Yeah. In, our, in our best day of doing that, 1999, we put to death that year 98 criminals. Okay, so That was the most? About, the murderers. About 15,000 people were killed, were murdered so in 1999, that, that, and the death penalty, only how many people received the death penalty? It was 98. So, under 100. So we had 15,522 people that committed violent criminal crimes murder. That's what we would murder. And we only put to death 98. Um... It was so, but is, is, and what's the rate? So this is just a a, a chart describing the murder, murder. Right. Um, It's not a chart regarding death penalty. Right. Just those who've murdered. Okay. Or been murdered. So what was, and, and is the death penalty rate, um, um, 
tracking with this at all? Not, not even close. Okay. So it goes down after that. That is our best. Ninety-eight was what our best was, and after you in nineteen ninety-nine, yes, that was our best. That was our best. So you're saying this is working? It's. (laughs) (laughs) So what we have done (laughs) is like it to me. Yeah, it is working. I mean, the more more people, more more murderers we put to death, the less murderers we get. Well, you you know what this does illustrate that Hillary Clinton's super predator um, legislation worked. <laughs> right, because that started in the nineties. Right. Bill Clinton, the super predator legislation started, and so three strikes you're out. That was so the three strikes you're out. What actually happened was is they they ramped up slavery to reduce murder, reduce murders, and that's that's what did happen. But but, the, you, but you also said we did more death death penalties in that year. Last year we had an amazing amount of. Of I think it jumped twenty yeah, percent in our I homicide. S- I see that up to twenty one thousand, um, and and so it, it went. And we, I think, har- hardly had any executions. Executions, right. and that's because was, COVID worked so yeah. well. The shutdowns worked really but, good. Yeah, <laughs> it's no wonder that you know there's a I can't remember exactly where this is in the Old Testament, but when I think it was oh it might be Numbers because that's where we at Leviticus or Numbers where. Um, God is going through and he's telling the the refuge, the cities of refuge and the cities that are connected to each other. If there's a dead body somewhere between your land, the closest person to that dead body is the one who's required to find justice for that dead body. And if they don't find justice for that dead body, then the blood guilt will be on them. And so that blood guilt, that's a judgment on the land. And what, it, what that judgment is, is more death. Mm-hmm. Because it's not satisfied. And, and so, you know, there's there, a lot of people have thought of the death penalty in, in a humanistic type of way because they think that the most important thing is the human being. And so, therefore, you don't take life. Um, and so we need to put people to death because he's a human being. But the, the, the truth is, is that God has put his image on man. Right. And it is God who is the one who legislates whose life gets to be taken and for what standard, for what reason it should be taken. So you don't get to be wiser or smarter than God on this issue. And so, you know, and I, there's some of the things, one of the things I said with Jason, when he said, well, how do you make, how do you make sure you don't kill the wrong person? We need a whole rehaul of our criminal reform system. We we just do. And, and, and not in a way where like destroy the whole system. We need to understand the principle of human life, the value of it again under God's word, and then apply the principles in such a way that we don't have to worry about whether or not we're getting the wrong person because all the criminals fear. The people who are false test who have te- false testimonies, they fear because they don't want the judgment. According to God's law, the judgment that you meet against the person, the right. the false testimony that you apply, whatever the situation is that that person is supposed to be getting as far as judgment, if it's death, if it's paying back something, if you lie and say he stole, if you get that wrong. And you're careless with that person's life. That is actually something that falls on you. You well, become- think about think about Naboth. You know when Jezebel hired those to false witnesses to come against Naboth so that Ahab could get the land. Yeah. How inclined would they have been to do that had God's law actually been operative in the land that, man, if we get caught at this, we're dead. We're right. dead men. We right. deserve the death penalty right. because that's what we were testifying yeah, exactly. right. against exactly. Naboth. Yep. I was thinking about, as you're talking, Knox, about what you, the point you made when we were uh, talking with Shan recently on the, on the show, uh, Works um, uh, Holsters. Yeah, you're talking, you're talking about how carrying a gun... Uh, makes you think about the world differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's something similar going on here. When, yeah. When when we have a death penalty in place, mm-hmm. and it's a real live option, that makes you 
think about the world differently. Right. Yes. Right. I think, I think, and I think that's, I mean, ultimately I think what we're talking about is the fear of the Lord. Yeah. The fear of God. When, when there, when you know that like, because that's really what you're doing is, is the death penalty is sending somebody straight to the throne room of God. Yeah. To, for, for God yeah. to deal with. Yes. God, no? God, you deal with this. <laughs> right. Um, and, um, that's, I think there's something similar. Like, I think it yeah. creates a kind of sobriety. Like there's this lethal power. Yeah. In the hand. And, and I, I take Jason's questions, you know. Yeah, I, me too. I, I think there's weight to that. Like, <laughs> what if so. we get it wrong? Exactly. Exactly. There's heaviness, there's weightiness. And, but God expects us to have, to, to exercise wisdom and justice. Yes. Um, carefully. And, and I'll even, I'll even say, you know, furthermore, um, I think there, you know, I, I'm, I'm real nervous right now about, um, our justice system using the death penalty. Right. Yeah, like yeah. the, yeah, the Rittenhouse case. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I yep. mean, like we we don't know what a baby is. That's right. Yep. And and like we 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 squint. We're like, we're not really sure if that's a human life or not. And so, and then we're gonna say, you know, you need to execute. Yeah. Uh, well, justice. And, we're yeah. already getting it wrong. Yes. So when exactly. when when like says I'm I'm afraid of getting it wrong. We're already getting yeah, it wrong that's true. by not following God's law. Right. Yeah. You know the, the other thing is I watch people who want to argue against uh, the death penalty. Um, part of how you you <laughs> you don't start getting it right by not doing it. <laughs> you don't develop muscles. <laughs> I'm afraid to break them. You don't start getting yeah. muscles stronger right. without exercising them. We right. need to find the most simplest place to start exercising. We say this all the time right. on the show. Right. You can't practice biblical law if you don't practice it in your home. Right. Right. You don't practice it in yourself. You said this the last uh, Wednesday. You said, listen, if you want to start this, it starts with you saying right. no to yourself. You don't live by right. lies in yourself. You don't deal with, if right. you don't deal with sin yourself, you can't deal with sin right. out there. Practice the death penalty with your sin. That's couple yeah, bars. That's right. And, yeah. But the, the part Part of the one of the arguments, I think it's kind of the go to argument, the kind of the one in the back pocket of all the people who are anti death penalty is the lady caught in adultery. Right. They, they love to use yeah. that one. Yeah. And I think. <laughs> yes. I, w- I would like to answer that one. Yes, please, please. Okay. But for, before you okay. do, I just want to say this is a shout out to James White. Love you, dog. Um, James White always says if that verse actually should be inside. Um, yeah, but he, that he, is. he debates he, he that, debates that chapter that. eight <clears throat> of John is in. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So. um Jesus practices biblical justice in that story. In John chapter 8, yeah. lady caught in adultery. Je- Jesus yeah. does not set aside. Let me argue with you. No, he doesn't. He didn't stone the lady. Yeah, he, he said, um, <laughs> I would like to call for witnesses. Mm. He said, which one of you it would be willing to testify against this woman? And just so you'd be protected so that uh, you don't end up getting executed by self-incriminating yourself, let me suggest that if you want to be a witness, you be free of this sin. Mm. Which one and, of you wants to do it? And you're going to participate in her execution, right? But that, that's that's would be, the first that would be required. But it's right. like, so which one of you? Which one of you? Because that's what was required by biblical law: two or three mm-hmm. witnesses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and those who testify can be cross examined yep. to make sure that they weren't involved in it. They weren't luring her. They weren't practicing entrapment, that mm. kind of thing. And you mean like they did with Jesus, like they did with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they have to <laughs> cough up the man who was the man. Yeah. So so yep. all right, who is it? And one by one, it says starting with the oldest. They left. They walked out. And, and then so what Jesus asks the woman is, where are your accusers? Mm-hmm. And she says, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, then neither do I accuse you. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to be an eyewitness. Yep. Can I point something out with that, too? Yeah. All that said, and this goes to the point of not getting it wrong, um, she was guilty. As far as we know. Because he says, go and what? Sin no more. So, 
I mean, and so just so uh, there is a way that God's justice works that if the it's setup, actually merciful. That's right. That's right. what I was getting to. Yeah. That if if you um, people say, well, what if the thief gets away? Yeah. He won't. <laughs> God will get them. You do all the things that you're supposed to do that God's required of you, and then there's a certain type of vengeance that is not inside the civil realm to operate that God takes care of. And it happens so much, you know. And so there is a a person who is guilty, but because of what the law requires, she didn't have adultery by herself. Whatever the case is going on. But it's also very possible that, I mean, they could have just brought her. Well, there, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think there are, I mean, there are oftentimes these uh, women in these situations have been badly mistreated. I believe that. And and she can be complicit in various ways, but the law actually does defend a woman in That's this right. situation. Yes. Um, the, you know, two or three witnesses. How are you going to get those witnesses? People who are involved in that act with her? That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, even the right. circumstances in Deuteronomy, when the woman is caught sleeping with the man, it specifically says, well, if they're in the city... Yeah, um, and and if she, cor- there. if she doesn't yep. cry out, but if she's in the the country and nobody can hear, her, yep. she 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 can't be condemned, right? So yeah. I mean, God God's pretty wise when He's taking all these circumstances right. into mind. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about the um, the reason why I think our country doesn't want the death penalty is because we don't want repentance. If you think about this, I mean, I'm just looking. At, I was looking at the stats while you guys were talking. Um, the highest. Uh, year that this chart shows where there was murders was in 1991. 24,000 people were murdered in 1991. Yeah. Um, that means if they were true, legit murders and, and the people were convicted, we should have had 24,000 death penalties. Well, here, I'll read this off to you. 16,000 to 17,000 homicides in the U.S. in 2019. Hey, you know how many executions? 2020. 20, or tw- 22. 20. 22 ex- executions. Nearly 50 murders a day. 46 people executed per year since 1982. And so if we, if, if America really wanted the death penalty, what that would take for America to do yes. would be to submit themselves to God's word. Right. Yeah. To, so, to repent. Right. And we don't, so when we don't want, we don't want the death penalty because we know that it is directly connected right. to our need to obey yeah. God right. in our judicial system all the way through. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah. you think about, um, just in our local shenanigans that are going on, like the cops have been lying, you know, the city prosecutor here in Moscow has been, you know, in bed with the judge, uh, you know, um, what happened, what's happening to us here kind of happened, happened at Rittenhouse. Yep. Video evidence was hidden at Rittenhouse's trial. They didn't discover video evidence until the, the, after everything was closed out, stuff like that. And Rittenhouse had his life on the line. Right. You know, we we have stickers on the line here in Moscow. We have nothing on the line. No, but give it a second. It doesn't stop there. It could, yeah. Well, that, I mean, they were they but, were threatening jail time to Nate's kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. No. Hundred percent. And and all the misdemeanors all had jail time associated with it on my my side and Nate's side. Yeah. Um. And it was all corrupt. Yeah. It was yeah. all you know. So every point in our judicial system really is pretty messed up. But it for, is. but if we're gonna go and make the stakes high with what ju- justice really means in our country, right. That means everyone knows that means, oh, we got to repent. I think it's even worse than that, though, Gabe, because I don't think it's that we don't have the death penalty. We have a death penalty. That's right. It's 60 million babies that's have been right. executed that's in our right. country. Yeah. That's right. That's, right. I, so, that's an inescapable that's right. concept. So, so right. I mean, it's not, not who's going to get the death penalty. No, we, like anybody, any, anybody's like, we, we need, you know, no death. Like you, it's death Public penalty execution yeah. is yeah. inescapable. Yeah. The other thing that I was thinking about is that, okay, now I know. And I, because I value life, getting it wrong really does matter. But there are places we do, we have to have the post in the ground of where our positions are. 
it doesn't mean that we start building the house there right away. But those posts let us know which direction we're going and at what level we're building. So people who are like, "Ah, I really don't have a system uh, idea on the death penalty, then you can't operate at all, all the way up here on this other side. You can't be because you don't know where you're going. You can have the death penalty position while you work in the more simple things, right? To, to work its way out to say, okay, so how do we get here? Right. Yeah, I think this is, goes back to incrementalism. I think we don't, not everything is perfect all the time. Sanctification happens, but the sanctification is going a particular way. Right. It's going towards a particular destination. And so as we're working through theological positions, not all of it is feasible to implement like that. It doesn't happen like right. that. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But not to have that position settled means that you're drifting all the way up here on justice. Right. So yeah. when we talk about social justice, what are those guys who are stealing stuff supposed to do? Do you want to lock them up and put them in jail? Why would you do that? Right. Why would you force the people who had stuff stolen from them to pay for this person's lifestyle in a cush prison? Right. Yeah. Why would you do that? That's not justice. And so I'm saying that you don't understand the lines and uh, the, the what justice does right. is restorative if you don't understand the some of the basic principles of life and how to protect it. And so we're losing it all the way up, on, which is why we can't deal with social justice issues right now. Right. Yeah, we have no standard. But to have like even to have like restitution, you're getting at having restitution in our in our society. To have that, it, it means justice is really personal. Yes, you know it, the cops would have to work with that person. We'd have some sort of you know society where you have like restitution officers or something like that, where they're overseeing, making sure restitution happens, right. well, and people are getting paid back. Well, I mean, we That's already very, have that. I'm working with <laughs> right, but but it, but it makes it personal in the right kind of way that God wants we're justice not, to be personal. We're not repaying. Uh, there's no debt to society. That's, yeah, right. that's right. It's we're not rep- the state versus. Yeah, we're d- it's this, it's a debt that's repaid to a person, to Bob a family, or family, yeah, yeah, right, an individual. But I think this goes back to your point, Knox. I think it's the sort of thing that we, the reason why we don't know what to do at the big level is because we haven't practiced it at the small level. That's right. Yeah. We need to be practicing restitution and and repentance at, at the family level and yep. at the church level. I mean, you know, First Corinthians six, Paul says, you know, uh, why are you taking yourself, your your brother and your sister to court? Uh, don't you know that we will judge angels? Right. I mean, so, so, yeah. so elders and pastors need to be. We have to be teaching on this so that our people know how to put things right, how to make things right, how to practice restitution. And then when situations are so gnarly that they get brought up to the elders, the elders need to know how to judge justly yep. um, in matters that are brought before it. So do you think, a, most, good, do you think go a good book for that would be uh, Gary Demar's God and Government? Yes, because he starts with self governance and yeah. family governance and church governance, yeah. and then absolutely. It's one of I'm the, glad you brought that up. Well, I mean, you know, books, people you know. need resources. Like, what do you mean by right. self government? Like. Right. Yeah, yes. I don't, you know. Well, and the other thing, too, with that point, and, and we have to remember this, this isn't a conversation, even on the issue of murder, this isn't a conversation just for the civil government. This is a conversation by the time a kid, okay, let's use Daryl Brooks, for instance. By the time a kid gets to the point where he's um, choking out his mom, choking out his wife, running over people to this point, the family has already been some sort of influence in his life to cultivate the kind of culture that we see coming out of this kid. And so we have other governments in place that help stop the, the to uh, stop gaps of what happens in a society. We have the family government that helps indiv- um, instruct and teach how self-government is supposed to work. How do you operate in society? How do you communicate? How do you love your neighbor? And then the church ultimately is also a disciplinary for the self-governing and the, and the family right, yeah. and to instruct the civil magistrate on what God requires of blood guilt, right? Some some of the most impactful punishments in my life were restitution punishments that my dad handed down to me. Uh-huh. Uh, 
though. <laughs> we're done. We're done. I just thought I better do that before right. somebody else jumps right. in. Go ahead. No. Pastor, That's it. appreciate That's you joining thanks with for us. Having man. Me. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight. Laugh. Merry Christmas. And feast. Merry Christmas. This is cross politic. <laughs> We're going to have a burning party for that. American colleges have become more hostile to the faith of young Christians than the beaches of Normandy were to the Allies. Literally. Undergraduate training wasn't always a death trap of unbelief. Once, colleges were boot camps for body, mind, and soul. Now, most college students spend their days in tax-funded adult daycares with all the intellectual rigor of lazy rivers, safe spaces, and complimentary condoms. And in our recent COVID faux-pocalypse, those daycares became prisons almost overnight. Cover your face, line up for your shot, stay in your room, but don't worry, the condoms were still complimentary. At New St. Andrews, you are not on vacation, you are not in daycare, and you won't be herded into a dorm. From week one, you'll be treated like an adult. You're responsible for paying your own rent and developing your own grocery budget. Or going hungry. Get a shot, or don't. Mask up, or don't. Most of our students even work part-time jobs on top of the 40-hour class workload. It's part of the anti-fragile hustle and grind that distinguishes our graduates from the majority of their own generation and that employers and graduate schools love. Most college graduates in the U.S. are stuck paying off loans for years. New St. Andrews sets you up to graduate debt-free and dangerous, ready to pursue grad school, a family, or business opportunities in the real world without any reliance on pork subsidies from Mother America and with no weepy need for safe spaces. The real world isn't a cushy place. No one owes you success. You are entitled to exactly jack squat in this life. But rich or poor, unlike your face or your freedom, your job or your business, an education and the ability to think clearly can never be taken from you as long as you are still above ground. Not by petty tyrants or cowardly clergy, not by thoughtless mobs or lab coat megalomaniacs. At New St. Andrews College, you'll learn from teachers whose ideas equipped men and women to build Western civilization in the first place, and which will be used again to defend and rebuild what has been lost as the West has faltered into decay, losing her faith and her mind. Yes, most of our best teachers are dead, but our classical Christian liberal arts education is how we've been graduating thoughtful, articulate outlaws and leaders with spines for the last quarter century. The intellectual and theological bedrock beneath the Judeo-Christian West is what you'll study, engage with, write about and own. It is what you'll debate in class and present in public as you learn to live like forbidden fire, surrounded by the darkness of unbelief, manifesting God's truth, goodness and beauty to all who live around you. Training like this can't happen over Zoom. At New St. Andrews, we believe whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of real or virtual fools will suffer harm. Your peers shouldn't be your spiritual leaders. You should have a real flesh and blood in-person church for that. NSA is in the heart of downtown Moscow, Idaho, where you will witness men and women building Christendom on every corner. Where else are you going to be able to break bread in your professors' homes, debate great literature with them while their kids are playing, sing psalms while being arrested with them, catch turtles with them? No one comes to NSA to get lost in the crowd. You might be able to hide in a graduating class of thousands, but our classes are better measured in dozens. You will grow in this program or you will tap out. And when you finish, you'll be ready for life in whatever moments and scenes and struggles God may have prepared for you. 
We are training students who worship and march and study and fellowship and sing and write and start businesses and raise kids that no one can mask, cancel, or bury. We follow the King of Kings who knew the way through the mob and out of the grave. We fight to rebuild Christendom in the ruins, in our families, and in our businesses, in the cities where we live, in the countries where we go, in the congregations where we worship. Your mom may worry that Moscow, Idaho is many miles from home. She should worry more about how spiritually distant even a nearby godless campus is. After four years in a Christian community like ours, you will grow much closer to your family. Don't stay distant. Click the link today to schedule a visit to New St. Andrews College.